0: Welcome in everybody, 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. Holy cow, we're not dead.
1: Yeah, but well, we're well rested.
0: Very well rested. <laughs> uh, it's time for the Broncos Blitz for Tuesday, De- not December, December. January, Whoa. the 24th, almost 24 days, almost 25 days in the new year. Yeah. Almost a, a month into the new year. Uh, and we haven't done a podcast in like two weeks, three weeks. Since Vance Joseph got hired, I right. think was the last time we did one of these. Yeah. So that's going to be changing. Uh, welcome in, by the way. Yeah. Jake Marsing, Ryan Green. Uh, we're back to work now. Uh-huh. I think, you know, I- I've been tweeting and such and talking to sources and whatnot, but I haven't actually been producing content, which is a trick.
1: Hey, we, we deserve an off-season, too. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of weeks,
0: right? Uh, that is, of course, the great Ryan Green hanging out here. Uh Ryan's in a very nice beanie because
1: oh, it's so warm.
0: All of a sudden the weather turned from uh yeah, what's <laughs> Turned from very nice and and, and sunny uh, to a uh. Stephen King film uh, in the parking lot of this World of Beer. Yeah. on the corner of where's, Colorado. Where's Kathy and, Bates? Uh, yeah, Kathy Bates or Nicholson or somebody. <laughs> uh but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the Broncos, Ryan Green. Uh Yeah, let's We got a lot to catch up on. I kind of wanted to wait until the coaching staff was more or less filled out to dive back in and start doing these. By the way, Duh, yeah. I haven't I haven't talked about this with you yet, but every Tuesday work for you? Yeah. For these? Absolutely. Cool. So we'll be doing one of these a week every Tuesday, maybe two a couple of weeks. We got a lot of cool content plans down the road. We'll talk about that more here in a minute. But let's talk about this is the Broncos blitz. Let's talk about your Denver Broncos filling out their coaching staff uh, Ryan, let's just start at the top. Obviously, Vance Joseph, mm-hmm. head coach, the story that came out with him uh, and the allegations out of, out of Boulder—that uh-huh. um, he was never charged for, never interviewed for—right, I think have more or less died down. And in my opinion, probably rightfully so. Uh, until there's more there, there's just nothing there. There's no there there as of right now.
1: Right. Uh, I, I I would agree. I don't condone it if it is Absolutely true. Absolutely not. Um, but this, like you said, uh, he wasn't charged, wasn't interviewed, and it was 15 years ago, so... There's at, nothing at we the can moment, do with it, there's, right? Yeah, exactly. At it, the moment, it just sounded like something that was like, oh, this happened when he was, and now that it's, he's it's a like, head coach, w- let's bring this up.
0: It's like the Manning allegation, right? Right. Where yeah. somebody drugs that up again, um, right? and then we've got to go through... Th- that had been known about right. here in Denver. Yeah. For years, the Tennessee stuff with Manning, and and it came back up because he was in the news again, and somebody who didn't necessarily like him was looking to, to knock him down a peg. Right. And th- that happens all the time. So it's mm-hmm. it's not a non-story. Let me put it that way. But it's not something that I think anybody can do anything
1: with. Right. It's Nothing has been new for 15 years. Yeah. And it so, isn't a repeat offense. You know, Yeah. He hasn't had other incidents that yeah. we know of, but...
0: if yeah. Hey, if something else comes forward... We'll talk about right. it. Right. But at this point, there's not a lot to, to get into. But Vance Joseph, decide with dealing with that, which I think the Broncos have done a fairly admirable job of, of dealing with that distraction and putting it to the side, mm-hmm. while also trying to assemble a coaching staff, they pretty much got everything filled out. Mike McCoy, your offensive coordinator. Joe Woods, your defensive coordinator. Uh, some other great hirings as well. Bill Musgrave, yeah, your quarterback's coach. This staff is a who's who of offensive talent especially on that side of the ball where Vance Joseph is going to have a ton I mean a ton of uh different opportunities available to him also still saying on uh Clint Kubiak by the way still on the staff as mm-hmm. an assistant quarterbacks coach so there's still some held over from that staff as well the names that hung on I'm just looking down the list right now Clint Kubiak Reggie Herring Bill Kolar, mm-hmm. uh Perriani is gone. That list is is not accurate. Luke Richardson, their strength and conditioning coach. Eric Studisville and Tyke Tolbert. Right. And Joe Woods, I guess. And Joe Woods getting a promotion, yeah. Um, That's a good staff. I I think for a staff that's fairly young, this is pretty well balanced.
1: Yeah. um, I would think that for Broncos fans that wanted Kyle Shanahan, and I would assume the majority wanted Kyle Shanahan, this has to be at least a close second for you. I mean... Vance Joseph has said he really doesn't want to do any play calling on either side of the ball. So you bring in Mike McCoy and Bill Musgrave, uh, Bill Musgrave on the offense, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if if I'm reading into anything, Paxton's the starter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll talk two. about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that. Um, but then you got Vance Joseph and Joe Woods kind of taking the defense, um, you know, and, and I've seen you tweet the same thing. And the, the sentiment seems to be. The, the defensive players really liked Wade Phillips, and they're going to miss him, but they loved Joe Woods, and he was almost more irreplaceable than Wade Phillips. Yeah. So I think if the players got their guy, and uh, it seems like Elway got the staff that he wanted on offense, I, I think you have to be at least a little hopeful heading into 2017.
0: Yeah, and that's a critical point that you make there at the end, that this is the staff that Elway wanted. Right. On offense, I mean, we can talk about Vance Joseph having a, a key in a lot of these hirings, and I think that's true in some of them. You look at mm-hmm. some different ones. Uh, uh, there, there's definitely some imprints of Vance Joseph, but the big name hires: McCoy, Musgrave, Joe Woods is maybe the exception because Joe Woods and Vance have known each other for a long time. Right. Um, but other than that, this staff is very much John Elway, a John Elway chosen staff. Mm-hmm. So. In terms of talking about the Broncos and judging the Broncos moving into next season, the success or failure of this team, you know, we can talk about all we want, Vance Joseph's abilities as a coach or, you know, anything from a player standpoint, but ultimately John Elway is staking his claim that the success or failure of this Broncos team should be put on his shoulders. It's on him. And I think it's on us in the media who cover the team to hold him to that. Uh-huh. To hold the team to that responsibility. That if John Elway's going to make these kind of decisions the way he has, then he's going to be held accountable for him. I, I think right now, most of these decisions are pretty similar to the ones I would make. Yeah. Like, I can't look at any of these calls and say I would do something differently. Um,
1: yeah, it, yeah, or at least they don't seem like drastically different. Yeah. You know? Like they're
0: they're all mainstream, yeah. all pretty good good hires. The Musgrave one especially when that happened, that was a huge get. For yeah, this considering
1: kid. he was he he sounded like an offensive coordinator candidate for oh, he this been. team and and possibly others. To get McCoy and Musgrave, I think that was a huge win.
0: And like you mentioned and we might as well just talk about it now, that tells me everything I need to know about what John Elway's thinking regarding the quarterback position. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Simeon last night, Mike Cliss from 9 News. By the way, happy birthday, Mike. Uh, oh, happy n- birthday, Mike. He is 58 years old today. Does not look a day Oof. over 20.
1: Yeah, seriously. I hope I'm in that good a shape at 58.
0: Um, Mike tweets out last night uh, that Trevor Simeon was offered a Pro Bowl alternate slot uh, to go to the Pro Bowl. Now, let's, first of all, let's talk about this, Okay. For me, Ryan, and this is just me, my opinion, right? I like Trevor, good kid, nice guy, especially considering where he came from. I look back at the numbers, and I say he had a pretty decent year. Mm -hmm. 25th, all in the 22 to 28 in every statistical passing category. This says more to me about the state of the Pro Bowl (laughs) than it does Trevor Simeon's success as a quarterback this season.
1: Uh, Yeah, I... I laughed when I saw the tweet. I mean, uh, I'm am sorry. Like again, like you said, nothing against Trevor. Uh, the situation he was put into, he like I have always said, he has exceeded expectations.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: But I mean. St- if he's declining the Pro Bowl, is Paxton Lynch getting a call here soon? Yeah, is it are, Matt Moore? Right, See right. on the
0: list? Tom Savage? Uh, the, how far down do we have to go
1: here? Are we going to see a Browns quarterback in the Pro Bowl? They What's moved going it, on?
0: Well, they moved it back to AFC versus NFC. Right. But they still have the problem of nobody wants to play in it anymore. Yeah. Which, I don't know when that changed, because I remember players used to like going to Hawaii and playing in the Pro Bowl every year.
1: And I don't remember, like... Like, like uh, when I was uh, a
0: kid in the, in the yeah. 90s, early, early 2000s... That was a thing that people, that players, liked to go do.
1: Right, and and I don't, I don't really necessarily remember like, like someone breaking or snapping their leg in half, and all the players all of a sudden no, get scared of it. All about it that. all got it, taken. It just yeah. kind of happened. I agree. Players with
0: Players just decided they didn't want to do it anymore. I think what it was was when they moved it from the week after the Super Bowl <laughs> to
1: the week to before. the week that before be.
0: the intervening, because then it's not you're you don't have an extra week. Your body's tired. You're, sometimes right. you just got out of the playoff game. Right. You're like I don't want to go to. Orlando or Hawaii or yeah. Arizona or wherever it is. Uh, yeah. That's the that. other thing. It needs to be in Hawaii every year if they're really going to get players to go. And the NFL needs to pay for their trips. But um, that's the Pro Bowl. I mean, and the thing that they did this year at the Pro Bowl was they moved back to the AFC-NFC format.
1: Which I always thought should have been.
0: Yeah, but the issue is you still have, like I just said, people not wanting to play. Right. So last season or in the years they were doing it with that dumb fantasy draft thing with ex-NFL yeah. alumni... At least then, you had 32 guys to pull from that you could replace right. and pick and match out of each conference. Uh, now you've got a list of 16 guys or less due to injury, like yeah. 10 guys or 13 guys who are healthy enough reasonably to play. Yeah. Um, like our season ending, like Derek Carr is out.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: the three originally were Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. were the three well, ASC quarterbacks. They aren't in there. Brady's playing in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Roethlisberger... Uh, didn't want to play, and Derek Carr has like every bone in his leg is broken. <laughs> um, so those three can't do it. Yeah. And then you move on to Andy Dalton and uh, who else? Who were some other
1: names? I, I can't remember.
0: Like you're, you're down to like now. your tenth alternate yeah. by the time you get to Trevor Simeon. So good on Trevor for getting the invite. He can't play because of a banged up shoulder. But to round back around to the original question of of where the Broncos are looking. From the quarterback standpoint, based on these coaching staff hires, like you said, it Ryan, it's it's pretty clear that John Elway intends to give, and Mike Clis has said as much. The Broncos intend to give Paxton Lynch every single
1: opportunity to win this job. And I thought, I'm just I put on my tinfoil hat after I read the Kliss tweet. Um, he had an interesting start to it. He said what could have been a storybook ending to the Trevor Simeon story. Mm-hmm he was invited to the Brawl Bowl but couldn't go ending Trevor Simeon's story I thought that was like you know someone could read into that I I, I, think, I am obviously reading too much yeah you're
0: it. reading a little too much into but it.
1: Uh, you know I could see why but uh, anyway, it is
0: interesting. interesting I mean Just, it could have been the ending yeah like I, I expect and this is the thing Vance Joseph John Elway even Gary Kubiak before he stepped away he said it was going to be an open competition and training mm-hmm. camp for Paxton and, and Trevor The issue with that is you can have an open competition, but I'm really curious to see how this offense winds up being designed. Right. Like the first few days of training camp, Mm. we're gonna know who's gonna win that job. Oh yeah. Not based on how they're playing, but based on how the offense is built. Yeah, based on how the offense is built. Mm -hmm. If I'm seeing a lot of stuff out of the spread, if I'm seeing a lot of stuff out of the gun, if I'm seeing things specifically designed in the scheme for Paxton Lynch you can have an open competition, but you can also tilt it right. a certain way, just in yeah. terms of how you handle uh, how you handle it. Mm-hmm. And I think if they build around Paxton Lynch's skill set, if they build a scheme to fit him, and they give him to the, then they give him the keys to the car midway through training camp. He's going to be very successful this season, and that's the direction I think the Broncos are going.
1: Absolutely. Uh, again, I- I'm still of the. I know people saw Paxton's game against the Jaguars and against the Falcons and really just made their assessment there. Um, But you and I have been saying he hasn't gotten practice time. He hasn't gotten playing time. You know, game speed is still new to him. Uh, It's one thing to have, you know, an entire off season and, and in training camp with the ones and you're getting tons of reps and then you go into the season and play games And it's another to just be like, oh, yeah, your first couple games are going to be just weak. You know, you're going to have a week to prepare and you're going to have to go win the game. Um, I think once he gets comfortable, uh, once he gets acclimated to the game speed... Uh, I I just see him taking off. Uh, I, we saw him do it at Memphis. I know people want to uh, you know bring up his his intelligence, but uh, you know he he made it work at Memphis. He beat really good teams there, mm-hmm. and the trend that we see with quarterbacks nowadays, it seems, uh, they come from kind of the middle of the pack schools, and they elevated them. You know, you look yeah. at Ben Roethlisberger and, and Miami uh, of Ohio, yeah, Miami of Ohio, and uh, Aaron Rodgers was at Cal, and and so. Um, you know, you, you don't really see a lot of Alabama quarterbacks taking their teams to the Super Bowl. Uh, so, I'm, Although A.J.
0: McCarron has a future if somebody gives him a shot. <laughs> hey, I still want to well, see him start uh, for a hey,
1: team. Yeah, uh, I, I'm i not going to say he wouldn't. But, Remember that Cincinnati
0: um, game last year right? with McCarron where he threw the comeback route like six times?
1: Six times. And hit it on the button? Yeah, and then zero points in the second half. And, uh, now you're just being mean to <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but, you're. Oh, but that's ahead.
1: what I'm sorry, but the, yeah. To to finish it up, I I really think if they if they say it's an open competition, but say hey Paxton, we're gonna kind of make it your offense. I I don't see how he loses.
0: Yeah, I, I think you've got a I think you got a good point there. I mean, look, ultimately the Broncos are gonna have to make a decision about what direction they want to go. Right. Um, and it has to be a long term decision. I expect them to tilt everything in the direction of Paxton Lynch. I think Paxton knows this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also want him to earn it. They oh, also... Yeah. He can't come out there and vomit all over himself right. and have the job. Um, but eventually, he's a first-round draft pick and he has to play. Yeah. Uh, and if he doesn't play, then it's a huge black mark oh, on the organization.
1: Oh, yeah. it's How do you draft another quarterback? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it, you're, you're absolutely right. It's and...
0: a huge black mark on the organization. So, speaking of quarterbacks... Uh picture comes out yesterday along with the John Elway in a cab video, which is fun if you haven't seen it. Yeah, that one, uh, that video is really good. It's a little weird at the beginning.
1: Clearly. <laughs>
0: clearly everybody in that cart had a couple of cocktails. Um
1: I'd need a two at that inauguration.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, now I'm all depressed. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh but no uh, they 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 get in the cab and and the guy in the cab people start digging through his Facebook page, and they find the guy who posted the video from the cab is a friend of Elway's, a business partner. They start digging through his Facebook page, which, by the way, you should probably update your security settings, dude. And there's (laughs) a picture of him and Elway, and guess who? Uh, Tony Romo. And that set the Internet ablaze. Whoa. uh, As speculation ran wild that... Because they were at a thing together in the same room... And took a picture together. That somehow means that Tony Romo is going to definitely be the Broncos quarterback. Let's <laughs> let's put this to bed right now. Uh, Tony Romo is not going to be the Broncos quarterback next year. Neither is Phillip Rivers. Right. Neither is anybody but Paxton Lynch or right. Trevor Simeon.
1: I mean, truly something drastic would have to happen. And it starts with millions of dollars taken away from Philip Rivers with Tony Romo's paychecks. But at the moment, yeah. it seems like John Elway could take a selfie and people would be like, is Elway making a comeback? Yeah, is, is he, he gonna... Is he gonna start here pretty soon? Yeah, somebody it's give him like, a helmet. It's like, no, they were at an event. Clearly NFL players were there, they were there as well. That's, that's kind hey,
0: of... To- hey, Tony, how are you? This is my friend. Hey, yeah. friend says, hey, let's get a picture of everybody together. Hey, oh, here's this picture of me and my friend John and, and Tony Romo. It's a nice... Right. It's, it's nothing. And... People to, because I think there is, there's a lot of doubt among Broncos right. fans about that position because they look at Trevor Simeon and they don't, and they see what I see, which is somebody who is surprisingly talented, has, a, has good arm talent, but is not an elite option long term a quarterback. So that's what they see, and it's what I see as well. But then Paxton Lynch, for some reason, is an afterthought for most people
1: right? do you get
0: that impression too that he's an afterthought for a lot of people I
1: get that impression I get that uh, I think and and I've said it before I think they like that Trevor is more of the underdog Mm -hmm. and that he seems to be exceeding expectations at the moment and when you're a first-round draft pick and you come out and you kind of lay an egg against Atlanta, and I didn't think he played as bad against Atlanta, and we're seeing how good Atlanta actually was. Yeah. I didn't think he played as bad as people think he did against the Falcons. Uh, the Jaguars game, that kind of a different story for me. I thought his accuracy was a little more sporadic.
0: He was but
1: thinking a lot. He was thinking a lot. and But but like you've said many times, the best game he had was against Tampa Bay. It's because he just went out and played. And um, and we've just seen the flashes of brilliance that he has in in that in those kinds of games. Even in the Falcons game and in the Jaguars game, he did have just rows of like, oh yeah, that's why. You saw it in camp, even yeah, and in like, you you and I were out there. You and I were
0: out there every day uh in camp. You were out there pretty much every day, right? Uh And the thing with with Paxton in camp was two things were obvious. One, he was swimming. Oh mentally.
1: yeah! Oh yeah! It was
0: pretty obvious that he was swimming, but two, he would make a throw like every day in camp. He made the single best throw of the day. Oh yeah! All, just about every day. Like Simeon was the consistent kind of B minus. Right. Sanchez was who the hell knows what, what, what markers <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Paxton every day made the best throw of the day. Right. W- whether it was a crazy sideline throw or rolls, it was right. I don't know that I've ever seen, by the way, a quarterback look better on the bootleg, just in terms of smoothness. Uh, oh yeah, uh, how smooth he's like a freaking gazelle, man, because <laughs> his legs are so slender and well. It's I, I could go on. You and on. you
1: expect for a guy that's six seven? I mean, you look him. Brock. And he's every interesting, story. right? I mean, you look at Brock Osweiler, and and when he runs and he stuff, looks he looks like a clown. exactly. He looks like a draft learning to walk. And so when you get a guy as tall as Paxton, to look so fluid.
0: Oh, it's, it's insane it's just to so watch.
1: Easy, and and like you said, it, it, his arm talent was incredible. He made. 20 yard in routes, you know, over the middle. Looks so easy. On the run. I mean, the, it was
0: just. He's got rough. this crazy. And I've used the term, and I will use it here Hall of Fame physical talent. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean when I say Hall of Fame physical talent? I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. I'm saying he has the physical tools to be a tremendous Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Right. Just raw physical talent. Now, a lot of guys have had that, mm-hmm. uh, including, I mean, God, uh, Jamarcus Russell technically had Hall of Fame physical talent. Uh, A lot of guys have Hall of Fame physical talent. It's a question of whether they can put it together. Mm -hmm. My thing is, I don't think that's an issue for Paxton. I think it's going to be reliant on the coaching staff to buy into him. And I know for a fact that John Elway has bought in to Paxton
1: Lynch. Right.
0: They're going to leave an open competition because they respect Trevor. They want Trevor to have an opportunity, and they mm. most importantly, they want Paxton to earn it. Mm. But he is going to have, I think, every opportunity to win that job.
1: Yeah. Uh, but bottom line, you know, Elway may have Paxton as his guy, but he hates losing more than anything. So yeah. if he's losing, I expect Trevor to probably step in. But, right. like you said, it goes back to the raw physical talent that if if you and I see... <laughs> and yeah. you know, I'm not saying we're the we're the we're the top of the you know heap in terms of talent evaluation. But if you and I see Speak it for yourself, I'm, right, I'm telling right, right. you right now, John Elway sees it, and yeah. coaches see it, and that's why I think when you look at the coaching hires, you look at Mike McCoy who made an offense work with Tim Tebow or Peyton Manning. Yeah. When you look at Bill Musgrave who took raw talent in, in Derek Carr many and times, made not just- him. Yeah,
0: not just Eric Carr, uh, Mark, uh, Steve Berline. Uh, yes, uh, was it Mark? No, Bur- well, Mark Burnell, Not Steve Berlin. I get those two mixed up. Mark but Burnell.
1: but you you look at that and, and those those types of hires and their past of offense that just says, okay, we have a young talent and we're going to make him the best of best of what he can do. Yeah. It's it's no longer. Uh, Paxton's got great talent. Now can that talent translate into this offense? It's not going to be that. It's going to be, that's talent. Let's go, you know, what what Dallas kind of did with Dak. And and, and you've talked about it. Dak isn't as good as probably everyone thinks it is. You saw that
0: in the playoffs. Right.
1: But... By the way,
0: by the way... Who said they were going to lose
1: their first playoff game months ago? <laughs> you did. That'd be me. Yes, and, and, uh, and it did. was close. Versus, you probably went a little bit, but oh, a little bit. Uh, lie. But at the same time, they made the offense his. You know, they they didn't expect more, or, or yeah, I guess they didn't expect more from him. They didn't expect him to mature immediately. They knew it yeah. was going to be rough, and they made it work. And although they were kind of fraudulent, like you were talking mm. about. They went pretty far. They were, they were at least the playing. least They were in the one in the seed. Round, yeah. And if you're the one seed and you go to Denver, you have a very, you have a very, you know, if you're a team going to Denver yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to play in a playoff game, the cards are stacked against you. It's a you tall there. task. Yeah.
0: Two more things and then we'll get out of here. Uh, because we will, next time we talk, we'll be Super Bowl week. Um, and we won't, and yeah. we'll probably be talking a lot about that game as well as some other stuff. Because mm-hmm. we'll do this again next week. But... I want to hit on Broncos Hall of Fame finalists mm-hmm. uh, real quick. So three guys, three former Broncos named Hall of Fame finalists. Uh, Terrell Davis is a finalist. John Lynch is a mm-hmm. finalist, and I believe Brian Dawkins is a finalist as well. Um, I want to talk about TD specifically. Okay. Because, look, I, I think everybody who lives in this area and is familiar, intimately familiar with Terrell Davis' career— even those who may not have necessarily been old enough... I mean, you have a better memory of it, I'm sure, than I do. Ah, oh, um, was the best. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, I'm young enough that I have a very foggy memory of Terrell Davis' mm-hmm. player, but I certainly know the numbers and I know where things sit for him. Um, he is going to have a very tough time right. in the room again this year. Yeah. Uh, partly because of Ladanian Tomlinson, who mm-hmm. will be a first Ballot Hall of Famer, and as should he be. should be. Um, anybody who... That that was my era of coming up through football when when Ladainian Tomlinson was just a Bronco destroyer, where he was wrecking the NFL God, I on, the Chargers. on a hated Yeah, you forget those, those days. Those man, those late two thousands Chargers teams with Ladainian Tomlinson and a young Philip Rivers yeah. and God, those were really those were great teams. teams. Antonio Gates in his prime, those were great teams. Yeah, um, so those those are going to be up there for me as teams that never won a Super Bowl that probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So LT will be a Hall of Famer, which hurts TD enormously mm-hmm. because you already have a running back going in as a modern era finalist, as a modern era Hall of Famer. Can he get in? Yeah, he can, because he's been in the room so many times now right. that the voters are starting to become pretty familiar with him.
1: And I was actually surprised at, at uh, I guess, um, the the amount of writers I've seen kind of, I wouldn't say clamoring, but saying, hey, let's it's, it's look time. at TD. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, if it's not now... I, I think in years to come it's just going to get harder and harder. for The him.
0: farther away you get the I think for TD it's a different case because the, the more turnover you have in that committee and for those who don't know how it works, basically it's a lot different than baseball. like baseball does it. we just had the baseball elections. Mm-hmm. Baseball sends out ballots to a couple thousand writers right. um, who are all who if you were a member of the pro baseball writers of America for uh, 10 years and you covered a team for 10 years. You get, uh, you get a Hall of Fame vote. Mm-hmm. And then you have 10 years, I think, to hold on to that vote after you leave, and then they start kicking you out. But it doesn't work that way in the NFL. The NFL is a much more exclusive club right. of voters. It is 48 members, uh, one from each of the 32 cities, plus a few at-large voters who vote mm-hmm. nationally, like Sal Powell and Peter King and some other right. people. This is the one thing I do want to caution folks against if you're listening to this. If Terrell Davis does not get into the Hall of Fame this year, which I'm telling you right now is a very distinct possibility, do not bash Denver's representative Jeff Legwald. No, don't. Um,
1: (laughs) Leggy's the bigger fan than probably most of us. You do not
0: understand. Like, I'm going to go to bat here for Jeff Legwald because I know it's going to come his way. Mm -hmm. You do not understand that this guy, everything you tweeted him, he knows it better than you do. Yeah. And he... I know you want him to advocate for your team with the passion of a fan but that wouldn't change anything because you have to speak the language of a writer in that room Mm -hmm. and he knows the room been in the room a long time the only reason Floyd Little is in the Hall of Fame is because of Jeff Legwald oh
1: absolutely let's be
0: clear on that yeah Um, Jeff Jeff was the one who pushed for Floyd Uh as soon as he got into the room and he worked that room for years to get Floyd Little onto the Seniors Committee and through um Jeff will be as is as strong an advocate for Darrell Davis' mm-hmm. Hall of Fame candidacy as you will find. So if he does not get in again this year, which is a very real possibility, um, I don't want to see tweets at, at yeah. Lee. Tweet about at Peter that. King. Tweet at me. <laughs> Tweet, Tweet. Tweet at me. Direct your leg walled anger toward me at Jake D. Martin. It's Jake's fault. Uh last thing I want to do and then we'll get out of here. Uh draft stuff, for Ryan Green. Yes. Senior Bowl practices happening right now in Mobile, Alabama. We had the East West Shrine Game last week. Uh Uh, I will start my draft production. I keep moving the date back, but I have finally settled. Draft stuff will be coming out of 5280sportsnetwork.com after the Super Bowl. So we'll start doing draft preview videos with individual prospects. I'll put out a pre combine mock draft the week after the Super Bowl. Probably that Probably that Wednesday after the Super Bowl, I'll do my first uh, just the round one mock draft, and then the next month I like to do the the ten pick mock drafts or whoever many pick the Broncos right. have, pick guys for each one of those picks and cool. kind of figure where they might go. I was right on one of them last year, by the way.
1: Dang, I was, was right it? on
0: Justin Simmons. I had
1: nice him going two
0: rounds later than they picked him, though. So I wasn't exactly right. But I was. <laughs> hey, I I got I was on the list. He's um, there so that'll be coming out do you like the draft I I
1: love the draft absolutely you you watch any of it right now yeah usually I'm looking at like highlight videos kind of just just names at the moment Um, I'm not like getting into you know really breaking down and reading into people um, but it, this, this is the time where I start looking at mock drafts and I go, Oh, I haven't heard of that name. Let me go see the, you know, what so they bring and all that
0: stuff. I the, the name that I'm going to, I'm going to try and leave a name with Broncos fans on this pod. Every time we do it, okay. the name I want to leave with you and we'll start with this one and we'll kind of move through, um, Cam Robinson, the, the, the tackle out of Alabama. Um, he is the only draftable tackle in this class. In the first round draftable tackle in this class, in my opinion, the Wisconsin kid, uh, the Notre Dame kid who did not wind up declaring for the draft is going to go back right. to Notre Dame. He'll be a first round pick next year. But uh, Cam Robinson is he has some issues with his motor that make him like a, for me, like a fifteen. The problem is, in, <laughs> excuse me, and this is the problem. Usually, every year in the draft. Is there is more demand than there is supply? Right. So you wind up having teams reach on guys, mm-hmm. which means that's when you especially this happens at quarterback every year, especially, but it also happens on the offensive line. Cam Robinson, in a, if if everything was right in the world, could be perfect for the Broncos in terms of where he would fall. Mm-hmm. He will not. He'll be a top ten pick in the draft because he's the only he's the only lineman in this class worth taking. Right. Um, it's going to be a fun process. Follow me on Twitter at Jake T. Marsing throughout the draft. Follow Ryan. Why? Why do you not have? You need more Twitter followers, dude. I know. Like you have, you've had tweets tweeted like thirty thousand times. I know. Like you had videos tweeted like thirty thousand times, and people don't don't follow you.
1: I think it's because it's mainly Akib as the subject. That's true. That's, <laughs> Maybe having, I need a more lovable. <laughs>
0: it, why does that happen? Can we talk about this? So you 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 just literally you record video of to Tulip saying something funny on uh-huh. your phone off a monitor. Yeah. And like ESPN uses that when they could very easily just get Yo, the, the actual clean I'm, video. I'm
1: with you. I, I have no idea. Like the I got a tweet from the ESPN help desk, you know, saying if, if they could use the video. I was like, sure. I, I know of even channels, you know, affiliated in the states. With you. Yeah, yeah, affiliated with you that have better video. But hey, go ahead, and use, go ahead it. And use it. Go so, ahead use it. Put my name uh, on it. So yeah, I was on uh, I was on Undisputed with uh, Shannon and.
0: You were undisputed?
1: Yeah, cool. my Twitter handle showed up uh, Did but... Skip say
0: Ryan Green? No just, Did he have a hot take on Ryan Green?
1: No, he he had a hot take on key. But...
0: By the way, hot take Stay tuned for more on that A little bit down the road Okay um, Let's get out of here, dude We've cool. been talking for way too long Yeah uh,
1: Before this car ices up
0: Yeah, let's get out of here uh, I'll have Nugget stuff tonight uh, Nugget stuff on Thursday Bronco stuff tomorrow uh, Bronco stuff on Friday Yo, I'm
1: getting excited about the Nuggets It's fun. I haven't been, like, excited about the Nuggets. Saturday night, or
0: Sunday night was pretty brutal with that second game of the back-to-back in Minnesota where Jameer Nelson dribbles the ball, like, for 20 minutes uh, and then pulls up
1: on a two-tri... Yeah, that was... uh, I have
0: issues with Jameer's game, but we can talk about that another day. Uh, For everybody, for dot com give us a follow over there, check out uh, the Snakes Takes podcast, Mm -hmm. Uh, check out all of that tremendous stuff we have over at the site, also... Nate and Sean's Morning Minute videos. Ryan shot one of those this morning, I saw. I'll go, yes,
1: they talk about uh, Tony Romo as well.
0: Yeah, so they'll talk about Tony Romo, but you know where you want to go for Tony Romo talk. It's right here, into this car in front of the World of Beer.
1: Eh.
0: Uh, for everybody at 5280-SN, uh, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280 Sports Network.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything
0: would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants